0: It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher.
1: Welcome back to Alexandra Friends 660 The Answer. We are sponsored by Miller Title, Roberto Perez, Texas. And we are here with my um, co-host, Courtney, and V is on the phone talking to us because she's not here. We're working hard while she's out having fun. Hi, good morning or good evening, V. How are you?
2: I am the one having fun. It's past 10 p.m. and you are saying good morning. So I know. I'm it's not just not because having fun.
1: I go 24 hours a day. Remember? She does. I know. Yes. yes.
2: Yes. So,
3: V, we had kind of just talked about I mean, just a hodgepodge of all the things. So tell Mm -hmm. us how it went with your house and with you guys being snowed in and all Mm -hmm. of that crazy stuff.
2: snowed in with an engineer, a German engineer, and a six-year-old boy was like, I don't know how I survived, but I survived. Uh, We are part of what they called roll out, phase out. I have no idea. So we had like power for a few minutes and no power for hours. I remember that one afternoon we had power for seven minutes. What do you do in seven minutes? I mean, like, seriously? <laughs> so it was crazy. It was crazy. My husband was able to buy a battery backup for whatever that I still don't know. The UPS thing works. for the Internet? Yes, mm. for the Internet. So he was able, and he was in the middle of a huge project. And I keep telling him, go work from Courtney's house, but Courtney had no internet. So go work for someone else's house, but someone else's house else had internet but no power. So it was crazy. But we survived. We are all good. We are all learning that I need to close my mouth and stop saying that Courtney needs to save my money and not to buy a bunch of crap because she was good because of the crap that she had. So
3: and yeah. to, and to clarify yeah. <laughs> like like survival type items and so you know yeah. we my hunter's kind of an avid fisherman i say my hunter my husband and um, and so we <laughs> have a hunter. all of the things and yeah. it's so funny yeah. because like i i talked about before we finally got the garage cleaned out and so now everything has its own labeled bin and so just mm-hmm. bin after bin of like apocalypse zombie survivor items yeah. were coming out last week and I was so thankful for it. And so, you know, I told him, I said, I just need to pipe down about, you know, you spending money on all this stuff because for the once in a lifetime event that we will experience here, likely in DFW, yeah. we were prepared. So, um, yeah. and we were able to help a lot of people that that were without power. We had friends that were able to come over and get hot showers and feed them. And we were able to use our hotspots on our phone. I was still able to work. We just didn't have actual internet through the house, I don't the modem. I don't even know how that works. Um, but V, what are some things moving forward that you think that you guys are going to need if something like this happened again?
2: Well, make sure that I'm still friends of Clint. Because he has everything, so that it's
3: pretty important. We can let Courtney go, but we are keeping Clint. Clint, we love you. Listen, uh, and Clint is great being prepared, but his survival, like fight or flight, is it legs. And so, right when I found out that potentially they were going to <laughs> shut the entire grid down and that we were uh-huh. going to be without water, you should have seen me. He was like, "Whoa." What just happened? And and I'm like a crazy person filling up bathtubs and and uh, pans and pots and getting all the kids to bathe real quick so they were clean in case we didn't have water. I mean, it was yeah. just absolutely insane. Um, but, yes, I, I've got the prep yeah. down. He's got the stuff. So, so um, keep
2: clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep Courtney as well. Make sure that my next house, Alexandra, is doing the research. So she's going <laughs> to find me a house on the hospital ridge. the hospital next door to Baylor make sure make sure that we have power and you know and two things that really really catch my mind and my attention because uh, we had internet few minutes a day and power few minutes a day so I was able to catch one thing here and there but I need to say mom groups on Facebook rock I mean those ladies were over there who need a heater who has wood i need to buy milk where can i find milk so they rocked you know uh was beautiful to see of course you have the jerks here there can i say jerk i don't know but you said it it's you can't take it yeah yeah sorry mike our producer our producer
1: is going yeah good
2: (laughs) yeah He, he can do something but anyway and i remember that this lady she was saying Hey, ladies, I have power and water, and I am good at home. So I was thinking about to make a big pot of chili so we can kind of take to the people that there is no power and whatever. And all the moms start to jump in, and, yes, let's do it. Let's help because no one should go to bed without a hot meal. And this lady come from nowhere, and she just had a tantrum. Because we are in the middle of a pandemic, and you guys are entitled, and Americans are entitled. People need to know how to survive a week without a hot meal and blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. She probably... I don't know if she was. Yeah. I (laughs) don't know if she's alive or not. (laughs) But that was so sad, you know? Why? Why? Let people help. I mean...
3: Well, and that's the thing. There there know. were true, true concerns. I mean, were people that were without power, they were having to go to hotels, people that had maybe been yeah. distancing and essentially still locked down for this entire year were forced into situations yeah. that probably caused a ton of panic and anxiety and worry um, mm-hmm. if they're going into the church shelters, yeah. things like that. So I know that the people that were opening their homes did the best to try to maintain precautions and stuff. But I mean, at some point it's, it is what it is. I mean, you're, you're cold and you're freezing and your family hasn't eaten versus trying to stay your distance, keep your mask on and do what you can to prevent the spread. So it will be interesting in the next couple of weeks to kind of see what our numbers look like here for sure.
1: That is correct. And one of the most important things too, is that we have to remember that a tragedy Mm -hmm. like this will bring us to a, form that it will be better for next time Mm -hmm. because we haven't had snow like this in over a hundred years
3: it was crazy i mean we i remember maybe 11 years ago we had a good snowstorm but then it was 50 60 the next day and it melted it was great and then that one year the kids we had all that ice but it wasn't as terribly cold and we still had power that was the issue the loss
1: of power so well these were storms yes were snowstorms. Yes, And, and that was what made it worse
2: um v did you get to take fred sledding at all well i took him out like one or two times because he was battling a cold Mm -hmm. so i was like if i take this kid outside first we don't have uh the right clothes you know i mean like seriously Uh, that was insane so and i was afraid to take him outside to play and then when we come back inside, there is no power, and how I'm going to warm this kid back. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So he was able to play a little bit and was funny for like a few minutes, and then he was like, Mom, I'm cold. I need to go inside. And I think on the second or third day, he was like, Mommy, can we just throw water outside and melt the snow? And I was like, Well, friend, you're going to need a Aww. lot of water. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like Alexandra said, this will make us prepared. I think that also reveals that something needs to be done, not just for us, but from our government, and they need to think about what what's next, you know? Mm-hmm. So that showed that we had a, a problem, and how can we solve that? I think the next the not, the next thing right now that keep, keeps in my mind is how much I'm going to pay on my electric bill. I mm-hmm. mean, yes. I have what they call fixed contracts, but even with the fixed contracts, they said that we we may see some variation. I had no power, so I wanna see which variation is that. but I know people that got ten thousand seventeen thousand dollar bill because they they had the variable contract, and Ooh. that's insane that's crazy. like it's worth more than my husband's car, mm-hmm. and that's the that's bill. so I think that's gonna be interesting, you know and I'm kind of waiting to see how it's going to be in March in terms of, you know, in terms of um, uh, bills and how people will react and receive. Because some companies will say, oh, we can make you pay in installments, but I don't care. I don't want to have a $17,000 electric bill, you know. I don't care if I have 30 years to pay. It's insane. Well,
3: and that kind of... Well, that brings us to kind of the assistance that's available out there right now. FEMA has been set up. There's a website set up. You can go to the FEMA, I think it's FEMA.gov, and you can actually apply. I don't know all of the requirements for it, but it it tells you fairly quickly if you meet the requirements for assistance or if you don't, if you still feel you do. I think there's an appeal process that you can go through. Um, But there is a lot of people that were uninsured that are in situations where they have maybe a high deductible and the pandemic has caused them to not have any emergency reserve to be able to fund that deductible, to have the insurance, um, you know, claim, finish, finish out and pay everything over that deductible. So there are options out there. Um, so, I mean, for somebody that's in that situation, that's, that's definitely somewhere to to look, I think too. Yeah. And this is kind of the motto that the three of us go by that everything is negotiable. So, You know, if you're if you're still on an auto pay plan, make sure you pull your bank information from that with the electric bills, your gas provider and negotiate. You just keep on squeaky wheel gets the grease. And there's going to be a lot of people that may be uh, afraid of conflict or having those tough conversations. But in the back of your mind, just know that you're doing this for yourself and your family,
1: for your livelihood. And so it never hurts to ask. So. That is correct. And also one of the most important things there is there are different organizations that you can if you don't have insurance, if you don't have any money for electricity that you can go to. Mm-hmm. And right now our um, our governor has declared the state of, of emergency, so please take advantage of it.
2: Yes. And one thing that uh I don't know if you, you ladies know that or not for that, but um I was seeing yesterday on Facebook some ladies asking and asking questions, and Courtney may be able to help that or Alexandra. Uh, if you rent a house and you had like a big claim, what is the responsibility of your landlord insurance and what is the responsibility of your rental insurance? And one more thing. I saw some people complaining because they live in those big apartment complexes, and they had uh, pipe bursts and everything. And then the the management companies are saying, "I'm so sorry. Our insurance will pay for the for the structure, but we are not obligated to give you hotel or anything." So help me here, ladies. How that work?
3: Well, we're actually going to wind down for this segment. I want to bring the roofer on, and then we're going to touch back with you um in regards to all of that so if you listen to alexander and friends find us on facebook alexander and friends 660 shoot us an email alexander and friends 660 at gmail.com and we'll be right back
0: and now Alexander and friends presents questions with the sponsor here is v with roberto perez of miller title
1: roberto what is a mobile closing mobile closings are a signing That's done outside the office. At Miller Title, we are able to help you do a remote signing with a mobile notary. You can always get me at 469-619-3073 or Roberto at MillerTitleTX.com.
0: To learn more about Miller Title and Roberto Perez, go to MillerTitleTX.com.
1: You're listening to Alexander Friends 660 The Answer. This show is sponsored by Miller Title, Texas. So, Courtney, who do we have here today that's going to be really giving us a lot of information about what to do on this with the... uh Ice and snow and all the wonderful things we've had lately and tornadoes. Yes.
3: So we have got David Griggs. He is with Striker Roofing out of McKinney. He's been a great resource for me. Um, You know, I like to have a close knit group of contractors and that could be plumbers, restoration people and roofers. And obviously in our area with all the hailstorms and especially with things going on now with the weight of snow and ice, it's good to have a, a great roofer that I can send out to my clients Um, to give them peace of mind and help walk them through their process. So with no further ado, I'd like to bring David on the line. Hey, David.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you
3: so much for being here. So you are with Striker Roofing. Um, They're a company out of McKinney. I work closely with them. I was telling our listeners that I'm just so thankful that you and I have connected. I feel like you're a great resource for me. Um, You're extremely efficient and you're friendly and you're very knowledgeable. And most importantly, you're honest. And I think Um, being in this industry, kind of along the same lines uh, of insurance agents, we kind of get a bad rep sometimes that we don't put the customer's best interest first. And I'm just, I'm thankful that you and I have built that relationship where I feel comfortable sending you out to anybody and I know that you're going to take good care of them. So thank you for that.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that.
3: So let's talk about all of this crazy stuff. What are you seeing from our winter weather event? Um, Anything in particular that you're seeing kind of Consistently now?
0: Yes. So what I'm seeing right now, and um, it's a lot of just pipes bursting, literally people ceilings are falling in, floors are destroyed, um, water damage everywhere. Um, that's the most of everything that we're seeing right now. And then also, too, we're seeing leaks coming in from the roofs mm-hmm. where a lot of you know, snow is building up in the valleys, and now they're leaking over a lot of the flashing, getting inside the house. Um, So a lot of that going on right now.
3: In regards to like the flashing issues, you know, I think that a lot of people automatically assume that if something goes wrong with their home, the first call to make is to the actual insurance company to file a claim. And you and I both know good and well that that's not the best case scenario. So kind of walk us through the process, either with the claims that you're seeing now or moving into hail season. You know, what should people be looking for and doing to make sure that they're taken care of properly and they're not filing unnecessary, unnecessary claims?
0: Great question, and that is a popular one. So the first thing that they should do is have someone come out and take a look at the damage. Make sure that you're vetting the, the, whoever the contractor is that's coming out there. Make sure that this is just not like a fly-by-night company. We've got a lot of out-of-towners coming in to take advantage of just even last week's storm. And just make sure you have someone that you really trust. Um, Check out their Google reviews, all of that. Um, Secondly, have them take a look at it. Um, If you have an honest contractor, they're going to look at that and say, look, you have hail damage. Now you need to file the claim. Let me help walk you through the steps. A lot of people have never even filed a claim. They don't even know what the process looks like. So don't run straight to the insurance company because your house literally could have been one of the ones that did not have any damage, or Mm -hmm. maybe it's only $500 worth of damage and paid out of pocket because you don't want to call the insurance company because your deductible is probably not going to meet it.
3: Right. And from a claims uh, insurance standpoint, every time I run reporting for a new customer, we see the history not only from the owner at whatever residence they were at prior, but we also see the home's history. And there's a lot of carriers out there that will essentially block me from finalizing a quote because there's been maybe two or more hail claims in a three-year period and they weren't paid out claims it was that customer that there was a hailstorm close by or that they saw some small hail what have you and they went ahead and just called the claim without having some out somebody come out and take a look at it so then the insurance company sends their adjuster out and the adjuster's like hey there's no damage it doesn't even it doesn't even come close to meeting your deductible and then that's a zero paid claim. And and people don't know that you get hit with that. And that affects your premium moving forward and also affects the opportunity to be able to move to another carrier um, to potentially find better coverage for a better rate. So I think it's really important just with anything, have a trusted, licensed, insured company come out and take a look and give you an honest opinion and then go through the claims process.
0: Exactly. I would totally recommend that.
1: Uh- David, real quick, may, may I ask you, what happens when, how long do you have to wait for the uh, adjuster? Basically, how long will it take for a person, if they file a, uh, a claim today, how long will it take for you to start the roof? Is it after they get the okay, and, and what is the
0: process? So the process from there is going to be, if I've deemed that there is damage, legitimate damage, to call the insurance company and have and have them start the process, um, there, there are some next steps. It's getting the adjuster out there, getting everything approved by the adjuster. Once we've kind of gone through all that, we've gotten everything approved for you. Then, once they send those claim documents to you, once I have those, we get a contract worked up for you. We can have a roof installed within three days after a contract signed, or at your at, at the homeowner's convenience of whenever they'd like to do that.
3: And talk to us a little bit about this legislation. Uh, has been in place for years and years, but up until a couple of years ago, this is when they started enforcing it. And, you know, for a long time, pretty much everyone in this area was getting, quote, a free roof, right? And so they weren't having to pay for the deductible. So talk to us a little bit about how things have changed with that. Maybe, you know, if you've got a company pushing, saying, hey, we're going to get you a free roof, maybe that's a company to stay away from because if they're going to break the law up front, what are they going to do for your actual home and the integrity of the roof they're putting on? Um, Fill us in on that.
0: Okay, great question. So we get that a lot these days. And yes, you do have to pay your deductible. There's no way around it. A lot of, especially the bigger insurance companies, they are auditing at random. You don't want to be the person that did do that. It's a felony for the uh, contractor. It's a felony for the homeowner as well. Um, Also too, what a lot of people don't know is that let's just say someone did waive your deductible and they ate your $2,000 deductible. Well, They have to make their money back somehow. So now they're not building the roof the right way. They're not taking it down to the decking, which in turn means if you had any issues with your roof, the shingle manufacturer is not going to warrant it because they probably didn't do it to specifications to that shingle. So um, that's a great question because we get that a lot where people like, well, we did it back in the 90s. Well, things are way different now. Way yes, different. and it's actually, a, it's a great thing because it's it really is bringing that integrity to our industry, and the really good companies aren't going to do that.
3: And you mentioned about the decking, and this is something that drives me bonkers. So underneath the shingles, there's like a felt-like material. Underneath that yeah. material, there is the, the plywood-ish type decking that's attached to the, the frame and the, what is it, the... Joyce <laughs> yeah. I'm getting outside of my terminology but you know I'll see sometimes where you can look at a roof and you can see black spots and you know that there's algae built up underneath those shingles and so it always blows my mind to see just the shingles come off and that material's still there and the the roofers are sometimes putting brand new shingles over that and not even assessing all of that rot that's potentially on that decking material um that's just going to fester and cause problems probably down the road, right?
0: Definitely, 100%. And that goes back to, um, I mean, I've literally been on roofs where I was walking up the roof and I felt a soft spot. I get in the attic and there's literally a hole. They literally just shingled over it. They never took the felt off the roof. Um, You know, now your uh, energy bill is going up because Mm -hmm. it's not properly ventilated. Um, It's going to keep rotting over time and you will eventually have leaks and we actually get a lot of calls that we have to come out and fix a lot of roofers' um, old mistakes, it's, it's especially whenever people are selling homes. I get it. They're trying to save money. They hire the cheapest guy to come out and do a cash bid, and then the new homeowner's calling me two months later. Hey, David, I have a leak already.
3: And what so. about those fly-by-night companies that you mentioned before? I think that's probably, you know, one day somebody could be selling uh, meat out of the back of a truck. Right. And then the next day we have a hailstorm, and they're like, let me swap this sign out. Now I'm a roofer. You know what I mean? And we see that a lot where people come out of the woodwork. So I guess from a, a client standpoint, you know, we all kind of know when the storm hits and then we just see people walk in the neighborhoods and signs go up. I mean, what sets you and Stryker apart from other companies?
0: So what, what sets us apart is all of our credentials with better business bureau you know, five-star ratings on Google, um, even Facebook. We are a part of good contractors. It's really hard to be a part of good contractors. I personally think it's better than the Better Business Bureau. Um, and then, of course, it's just having integrity. It's doing the right thing whenever people aren't looking. Um, it's, it's the material that we use. We're not using the cheapest material. A lot of times, even though the insurance company is paying for XYZ on your roof, we're usually probably – Nine times out of 10, using better products than what the insurance company pays for, and we're not charging you extra for that. Um, so, And it's also just providing that white glove service to all of our clients, no matter how big or small the, the job is, walking them through that process, making sure everything's done start to finish, and they're just getting a great experience all the way around.
1: Excellent. David, just a real quick question. What do you tell the homeowner when they're knocking on your door? Uh, you know how it is when the bad weather is you have all these roofers come in knocking on your door or just phone calls and say we can give you we, we can check your roof what what uh, what do you recommend for the uh, homeowner to do
0: so there's definitely nothing wrong with that um, the door knockers are not exactly a bad thing everybody does including myself um, I think that whenever someone comes and knocks on your door it is important to you know ask just a couple of questions you know are you guys local um, how long have you been in business and it it, there's no problem let them get up there and do that that free that's important free inspection for you and let them come down if you feel comfortable with them yeah go go ahead and have them um you know start the process with you um but it is always good to get at least two quotes from anybody even if it was from me and somebody else um just because i always like to make sure that my clients had options they vetted it, they know what's going on, and whenever you get that experience you will you will know immediately when you when you meet someone their energy you trust them they're knowledgeable mm-hmm. and um it's just kind of all those things wrapped up together
3: you know what's funny is after we had one of the bad hailstorms, what was it two thousand nineteen um and people, we could still file claims for that. <laughs> There's still a lot of carriers yeah. that are going to or- honor a claim. So if you have drug your feet with that, you know, that's something to keep in the back of your mind, too, that the claims can still be filed for that. But I remember I had just bought like 25 bags of mulch the day before the hailstorm. I was going to do the, the front yard. And so, you know, it came through bad in Allen. I mean, pretty much everyone in Allen was sustaining damage. And so I was out there hauling bags of mulch. And all of the roofers were coming down the street. And I mean, some of these guys are big, muscly, tight shirt wearing guys where, you know, they're just watching me uh pick up the mulch. And the one company that came by um actually offered to pick up the mulch and help me, and that's the company that I went with. And it's so funny because it was with Stryker. <laughs> it was before oh, no. <laughs> it was before I even knew um, you know, my affiliation with Stryker and, and becoming on the agency side. So that's the other thing too. If you've got companies out there that are willing to tarp your your spots on your roof and are going the extra way to help prop up a fence and help mitigate those damages, like that means a lot too because they're in it and they're invested in it and they have your best interest at heart. So um shout out to to you and to, to Stryker. I appreciate you guys and I appreciate the help that you know that you've given me and my clients over the years. So um, do you have anything else that you want to add or have anything you want to say?
0: Yeah, I would just say, you know, even even right now with a lot of the water mitigation going on, please make sure that you guys are finding companies that are legitimate mitigation companies. It's very specialized. It's, it's more than just putting a fan um, in your hallway. You don't want mold to show up three or four years later because the insurance company won't pay for that. So um, just make sure you're vetting out, especially your water mitigation companies, if there's anything that I can do for anyone, please give me a call. Um, I would love to help anybody out.
3: Great. And I'll go ahead and I'll put that information on our Facebook page, Alexander Friends 660 David, thank
1: you so much. David, before you go, right. could you tell us what is water mitigation for a lot of our listeners so they can understand?
0: Yes. Okay. So water mitigation, especially right now with a lot of busted pipes, um, people literally have two inches of water on, their, on, on the ground. It's getting into the drywall. And, um, you know, you want to find a company that's going to come out and properly dry that out. Um, yes, you can cut the drywall out, but a lot of times on your floors, um, inside the walls, you know, they have humidifiers, they suck out a lot of the moisture. It's very, very technical. Um, if, a if a roofer walks by and says, Hey, you know, we can dry that out for you. You should, you should be a little leery. Um, I've actually been hearing a lot of, a lot of that's been happening. There's people that are not specialized and they are just, putting blowers in people's hallways and just trying to blow it out that way and it's, it's not that easy
1: well thank you so much for your coming on board and we hope to do some business with you and have yeah a... thank you so much. <laughs> and we appreciate you very much and we're going to have your information on our facebook please go to our facebook alexander and friends 660 and like our page and thank you again for being here and courtney amazing thank you david
0: all right y'all have a great day
1: you too you're listening to alexander friend 660 the answer we'd like to invite you to join our facebook page and press like and this will give us more um, families to come on board and listen to our show and also listen if you don't get the show please listen to our podcast register for the podcast they are all online and you can listen to them on radio.com or any of the other social media that you use
0: You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, Alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.